Hello and welcome to the Caravan Industry Insights Podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and event experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. So welcome to episode 5 of my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This week, we are going to be getting some insights into podcasts. These are an increasingly popular format. They've really boomed through lockdown. And so to find out more and how they could be a useful communications tool for your business, I'm, I've got to be interviewing a podcast expert this week, and he is Phil King from My Podcast Assistant, who helps deliver high-quality podcasts for new and established podcasts all over the world. That includes me. Right, so hello, Phil. Hi, John. Would you, I know, I know you're not just a podcast editor, you're a voiceover artist as well, but would you, do you want to start by telling us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, as long as you don't put me on the spot for doing that. No, no singing, Phil, no okay. singing. That's okay. <laughs> hi, hi, my name's Philip Brett King. I'm a podcast editor, voice actor. Yeah, basically I help people get their podcasts out into the world and especially help them with the technical aspects. Being a voice actor, I love good audio. So I want people to sound as good as they can be online streaming yeah because it's become very popular over the last few years especially with everybody streaming online so i think everybody needs to sound as good as they can be and i'm helping people do that does that mean you're going to sound a lot better than me this week (laughs) no no i won't i won't we'll be we'll be exactly the same don't worry worry. yes i'll leave it in your capable hands (laughs) (laughs) and a quick question obviously this is a caravan industry podcast so have you do you have much caravan or motorhome experience I do, I do actually. I, I, rem- I lived. I grew up on a farm in in Wales, right? Called Mochras Ichav, and we had a family caravan. I can't remember ever going in it. I know it was parked on the side, and it was basically gathered flies for years. <laughs> but uh, no, the best the best years were my my fiance's family. The brother in law does a lot of motocross, so we've gone around the country, basically supporting him doing his motor across racing. So we've had lots of lovely weekends in the caravans, usually sleeping in the awning mm-hmm. while the family sleep in the caravan. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like, the, I like the camping life. Don't mind the tent. I slept in a horse box and all so- sorts of things. We've got a steam engine as well, a miniature steam engine, a four-inch yes. Garrett, it's called, which my brother-in-law looks after and, and runs. And we go to steam rally fairs, so we go in the caravan there sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's all a lot of fun. And I'm more into motorbikes myself. And I don't, I don't actually drive a car. But oh, wow, that's I know. It's, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means you, yeah, you're not going to be driving a motorhome soon anytime no, soon. Are you? No, so no. Not towing anything. But possibly <laughs> the family might. The family might. We've th- we've thought about you know getting a motorhome and travelling around the Scottish Isles and stuff oh, like lovely. that. So yeah, yeah, really yeah nice. we fancy that a lot. Absolutely, yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. So, you, do you have your own podcast? Well, funnily enough, no. I'm so busy editing other people's podcasts right. that I haven't got one at the moment. I've thought about it mm-hmm. um, purely because it, it is probably one of the best ways to grow your audience. So it'll probably down the line. But at the moment, I'm close to capacity on editing for other podcast episodes um, right. from all over the 
world. I've got some American clients, some Australian cool. clients, mainly British. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm close to capacity. So once I've sorted out my workflow a bit better, I probably will do some maybe short ones because a lot of the things that I'll be talking about is basically how to get better sound and more of the technical aspects of podcasting rather than the content creation of podcasting. That's, I think, a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And that's why I class myself as a podcast editor rather than a podcast manager. Yeah. Manages a bit too much responsibility. So I like to do <laughs> the editing of the audio. I can do the transcriptions, the show yeah. notes. Yeah. I create some graphics like yeah. audiograms, which you see on Instagram and, oh, yeah. and LinkedIn and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So why why do you think I know podcast how well how long have podcasts been around? But they've been around for a while and I I never really paid yeah. much attention to them, but they certainly seem to have really boomed in the last couple oh, of absolutely. years. Oh absolutely. During um, lockdown in particularly. Uh, absolutely. Yes. It's gone up and it's going up. It's growing like twenty five percent year on year. Wow. So they're a baby in comparison to blogging, YouTubing and social media in general. It is a media channel, so I like to class podcasting in the social media aspect of things. But I think yep. it's different compared to social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, etc. They're all very extrovert type social media platforms where, you know, people will go on there and, you know, sing and dance and do silly things and all sorts of stuff. But yep. podcasting, I think, is, you know, obviously extroverts can do their own podcasts, but I think introverts count for a lot of the public and they don't like to show themselves on their social media a lot. So I think podcasting is really good for the introverts out there as well, because they That's can give their value without having to show their face on a camera or anything. They can just record their thoughts, give their, you know, their skills, their value, whatever they like to give to their audience and edit it and make it sound nice. And I think obviously with the lockdowns, more people sitting at home in their pants, watching Netflix, eating Cheetos, and it's just gone mad. But obviously, yeah. not as mad. Blogging, I'm not sure on the billions. I've, I have seen figures. It's, it's yes. incredible, isn't it? It's, it's the same it's with still, YouTube as well. Yeah, it's mm. still in its, I wouldn't say it's in, in its infancy. I'd say it's more like they're locking their toddler phase at the moment. Yeah. So you nef yeah. definitely need to get on the bandwagon as soon as you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's more and more. I've noticed um, there's quite a few celebrities and people like that doing podcasts now as well. And I'm yep. amazing to see that some e episodes, some shows have mm. transitioned into into live shows at theatres. And I think oh, there's, right. even, there's even one really, really popular one that's become a TV show. Yeah, yeah, well, well absolutely. Well, well not that, that's not what I'm aspiring to, but you never know. <laughs> no. Well, I'll probably talk about that later. Yeah. There's a there's a Amazon Amazon show that's in its, you know, Amazon Prime, it's in its third season now. And uh, that started as a podcast as well. Okay. But a lot, I mean, obviously it's to build and scale their global brand audience. That's why they do it. Mm -hmm. um, I think you'll find that there are some people that will do a crossover. So they'll have a video podcast. So they'll be on YouTube and then they'll obviously have a video on YouTube and then they'll have a, a podcast on the audio section. So people can... People can have their media how they like it. Yeah, access it whichever way they want. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah, not the yeah. most visual thing, is it, a podcast? No. That's where sometimes it helps people see. I mean, there's something I'm still debating whether to upload these recordings onto, onto YouTube. That's another thing on my to-do list. So we'll, well, maybe we'll do that down the line. Yeah, repurposing is a great way to yeah. use old content. So you can you know, make clips out of the videos, mm -hmm. put the video on YouTube, 
and attract a completely different audience because I think obviously Facebook nowadays is probably the granddaddy of them all. Instagram and TikTok, I'd say, are level pegging in sort of, you know, the the, the age of people that use it. Okay. YouTube's covers a wider range, I think. But podcasting, I know probably, I think is all ages because people listen to it in the car when they're going to work, while they're doing the laundry, while they're taking the dog out for a walk. It's such so accessible nowadays Yeah, for everybody. It, it's sort of quite personal as well, isn't it? It's, it, it's, it's really, really is. Much in, yes. yes, yeah. Intimate, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is, absolutely. So you've talked about reaching reaching a wider audience and growing an mm. audience. What what would be the other benefits of having a, a podcast, do you think, for a, for a brand? And I'm thinking in particular of, say, a caravan or motorhome manufacturer or maybe a dealer. In, in that respect, well, I'll do, before we talk about the caravan dealers, yeah, because that's very quite niche mm-hmm. and it might be good. I, I haven't thought of any ideas about it specifically yet, but mm-hmm. in general, to starting a podcast, it's an amazing moneymaker. Now, obviously, you're not going to make... Starting a podcast, you have to invest a lot of money in it initially to get it going, and it's to to build your audience, to get in front of new people, and basically create a network of, of more clients and more listeners. Yeah. But somebody who's been there for a long time, maybe from the start, somebody like Tim Ferriss, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I, yes, a, yes. Well, he gets something like £106,000 per podcast episode from really? just advertising. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the industry rates for all the other things, you get more bang for your buck for your podcast advertising as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might get sort um so you get you get that better. I know Apple and Spotify now, they've actually got a button which allows you to monetize your podcast. Okay. If you are so inclined to think, well, I'm gonna, you know, get people to pay for this episode. Yeah. You know, it depends on how big your audience is and how yeah. uh, how you think they're going to, you know, would they pay for the value you're going to give them, really? A lot of people, I know we all, we both know Teresa Heath-Waring, that she, she actually started me on the podcast editing trail. Right. So, I, I you know, I am, I'm grateful to her. Yeah. And, uh, but I, th- she doesn't monetize her podcast. And, no. but basically I know that it gets to a lot of people and she probably creates revenue from bringing new clients into her online business right so i think yeah that's right. how other people can create more warm leads from people listening to your podcast and if you've got a digital product at the end or a, or a membership or a subscription a good way to just sign off is basically tell people about your low mid and high ticket offers and get them on your email subscription list yeah. and then from there you can you know um send them offers. Yes. Uh, I mean, that will help probably with the caravan in- industry if there's any offers on any sales that's going on at the moment, perhaps, yeah. or, or something like that, I think, could work. As some people even record an advert and put it into the middle of their podcast I've so they can that. record their own advert, yes. put a, a little bit of different music to it, Yes, but stop the podcast sort of in the middle and go, oh, now over to our sponsors, or it could be just, and now just a little advert from yeah. this podcast. Keep it under 60 seconds, probably the best to stop people turning away from your podcast and then go back into your podcast again. So it might be something like you might have a lead magnet or you might have a special offer on or a new digital download or something. And you're just directing people to that. Yeah. And it's just another place you can, because you've, you've got them already listening to your podcast. Yeah. Why not just promote some of the stuff you sell in the middle? 
Yes. Makes sense, I think. Yes, I'll consider that in due course. Mm. I know some of the podcasts I listen to, well, there seems to be, I don't know what the regulations are on adverts, but very often you get the hosts or host or hosts themselves reading the advert themselves. It sounds, and you wouldn't normally get that on TV or... No, no, I think that's probably something like a word from our, like a word from our sponsors, and then you'll just go, you know, this honey's the best honey in the world, and blah blah, and they've <laughs> given some money towards this podcast episode. I right. think on TV they put a P up in the top corner of the screen if they're going to do a promotion on anything. Okay, and the the brands pay the people who make the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're working on your own, you know, I mean. I thought I was listening to, I was editing one of your other podcasts the other day and about giving value away for free. I think if somebody, if you had a massive audience, John, yeah. when you, when you do get your massive audience, which I know you will, yeah, thank you. you might get other, you know, some brands coming to you saying, would you like, would you yes. promote this to your audience? And then yes. it's up to you to then say, absolutely. That will be 10,000 pounds, please. <laughs> because they're going, yes. you they'll have a quality audience that they were listening to. Yes, it's so, the right niche, isn't it? The right niche, yeah. yeah. So, and that's as targeted. That's even more targeted than television. I do voiceover for TV, and unless you blanket every channel nationally, your advert's not going to even be seen by I don't know the percentage, but it's a very low percentage of people. Yeah. So, yeah, podcasting is probably the best way to get in front of a niche audience of quality yeah. quality clients or subscribers or whatever you want to call them. And it's relatively easy to do, isn't it? Compared Absolutely. to, uh, you just need headphones, a laptop, and a microphone. In yeah. fact, you probably don't even need that. Well, you probably need two things: a laptop and a Zoom H1, or which is a microphone recorder. I've got something similar here. People won't see it on the podcast. It's called a Tascam DR40, but it comes with a couple of head microphones on the top. But essentially, a guy called Aaron in the States, he started the Law podcast many moons ago. He's the one I was saying that was on Amazon now, Amazon Prime, and it's called Law, L-O-R-E. He's in the third season. He started just with this handheld recording device, and he tells spooky stories. And he just records it. He has a lavalier attached to it, which is one of those microphones you see on a TV, you know, it's attached to your shirt, like like a commentator. Yeah. And he'll go wherever he wants to go. So he'll be sat in a lounge somewhere, somewhere quiet where he can obviously get good and a good audio recording. Yeah. But he just has that device, records it, puts it from that into the laptop, edits it, and then distributes it. And that's how he started his podcast. And he built it up over the years. I think it's like 5 million monthly listeners now. Wow. With Gosh. over 6 million a year profit. Gosh. So I had no idea that they were so lucrative. That wow. is how lucrative a podcast can be wow. if you're that way inclined. Yes, if that's your objective as well. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think if, if you're in a business and you want to create an extra revenue, starting a podcast is the best way to do it and build that audience, and mm-hmm. then you can really start to create another revenue coming in. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, one thing at a time. I've just it's yeah, been, absolutely. It's, it's been quite a lot of work getting getting this uh, podcast up and up and It does and take a lot of work. It does take just getting all the, yeah, lots of things lined up and and also it's it's a new process. So I'm painfully slow about it at the moment. But don't worry because I think you've got over the worst of it now. You've got over the worst of it. So this is this will be the hardest bit recording it, recording each episode. I do all the rest. 
Yes. So as long as you record this bit <laughs> and your audio's fine, I'll make sure that you've got, you know, it sounds good. Yeah. Has it, where where do you, where would you recommend people start with with if they want to do a podcast? Do you need to come up with to think about who your audience would be? Before I started voice acting, I saw this one video and it was about becoming an audiobook narrator. And everybody was going about how, how much money you can make as an audiobook narrator. And this guy was basically said, sit yourself in a closet with a book and read out loud for two hours. If you can't do that, then you're not going to be cut out as an audiobook narrator. Right. And I think right. that sorts the wheat from the chaff, basically. It's a good that's point. To say. So, but that's why I don't do audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> I do very short commercials. Yes. A 30-second commercial. Sometimes I'll record five takes, send it off to the production company, and they'll get the best take from all of it and cut it all together and make it sound great. Sometimes I'll be with the actual client on the call, and I'll do so many takes, and it might take half an hour, and that's it. That's my job done. Right, right. The long-form the long narration does take a bit longer. I currently have a law company that I'm recording law scripts for, for their videos, and they're 12,000 words long can take a long time to record, and then you've got to edit it as well. So, mm. yeah, but mm. back to podcasting, mm. I think you have to figure out your content strategy. Mm -hmm. Also, what are you going to talk about? Mm -hmm. Do you naturally know your subject in and out? Can you talk about your subject for 20 minutes without stopping? You know, And then you've got to think of things like the description of your show, the name of your show, and you've got to think what's going to entice those listeners to come and listen to you. Mm -hmm. And then you've got things like the tech side of things, so creating cover art for your podcast, right, yes. writing an intro and an outro, planning your launch date as well. So when are you going to launch these podcasts? Mm -hmm. And there's lots of other things as well. Technically, to get your podcast out there, you start. You need to record an intro and an outro, which will be mixed with music. Then you need to record a trailer, which helps you to distribute your podcast at a later stage because you need to register it with Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and all these other places. So with the trailer, that sort of gets you out there, and you can use your trailer to entice other listeners to your podcast. So when you do launch your first episode, they'll be ready and waiting, chomping at the bits to download your first episode. And I'd recommend recording at least two or three, even four, to set you off. So people have got quite a lot to digest straight away. Yeah, because if they if they like your first podcast, they won't want to wait another week for the oh, next nice. one. But yes. if you've got two or three, yes, they'll listen to maybe one, two, and if and maybe even three. Yeah, maybe not in the first day, but at least before your next one comes out the following week. Mm -hmm. So it will give them a lot of time to consume all of the content that you're giving them, and they'll get to know you quite well in the first few episodes, especially if you're consistent in the way you're formatting the shows. Okay. So with the way you introduce them and the way you're <laughs> leaving the podcast oh, yeah. and keep that consistent, then people like get to know you. They'll like your music that you've chosen. I particularly like the music you've chosen for your podcast. Thank you. You have to, you have to thank my daughter for helping me yeah, with that as well. <laughs> I think that's spot on, John. It was spot hard, on. actually, but I think it's it it very hard to spend all day listening to clips. So we, yeah. we quite quickly narrowed it down to a short yeah. list. <laughs> no, I was really impressed with that one and it did cool. work very well.
Yeah. And then I suppose it, I mean knowing what decision making I went through was yeah coming up with the name was was quite a, a challenge and we went through various permutations of that. Yes, uh, and I was deciding whether to do weekly or do seasons because I know okay. certainly from what Teresa has said in her podcast. It's, there's a lot to be said for consistency, isn't there? Absolutely. People like routine. Yeah. And if they know when your podcast's out and the time it comes out, they'll probably plan their day thinking, oh, I'll, I know John's coming out at six in the morning, so I can listen to that on the way to work yep. in the car or yep. on the bus. Yeah. So, or it's coming out at its own time, I can listen to it on the way home. Yep. Or I can listen to it on my lunch break. And people will get into the routine of that. So consistency will keep them coming back, back and back. Now, if you tell them that you're going to take a break and it's going to be end of season one and you're going to have like a, a month break and then you're going to start season two, mm -hmm. they'll probably forgive you and be really excited for the next season. But some people will just stop abrupt, abrupt. <laughs> I'm a voice actor and I can't even say abruptly. <laughs> and yep. then the listeners will wonder, well, what? What's happened? Where's the? Where's it gone? Where's the next episode? And these are more easily forget about you. And yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if you're upfront with people, you're transparent, and you tell people. It's like, for example, Trees is revisiting a lot of her top podcast episodes over the next few weeks. So she's got these fantastic people that she actually interviewed at the beginning of her podcast. Oh, yeah, season, I remember. Which yes. is started over four years ago. Wow. And so she's got some new intros to introduce them again. And I've sort of polished up the audio a bit because obviously she didn't have all the equipment she has now. Oh, yes. And made them, brought them up to date with the rest of her content. And they're sounding fantastic. Good. And I know a lot of my clients, they're taking maybe a two, four-week break because sometimes I think some people, they don't believe in the return on investment in the podcast. And I think if they don't receive a return on investment straight away, they think the podcast's not working for them. But that's not how podcasts work. You have to get the audience there first and then think about selling to them later down the road. So there's an initial investment from yourself in, you know, time and money. Yeah. So, yeah. but you have to believe that it's going to come back in spades later down the road. Mm -hmm. And... I'll, I'll take Teresa as another example. Yes. I don't think, I don't remember which episode it was, but a certain episode, maybe 100 or 150. And then suddenly her listenership went straight up. I remember her saying analytics. It, it was something like nine months after the yes. launch. And she, and she remember but, her saying, stick to it, you've got to get a year before you decide. Absolutely. But she didn't know why. <laughs> and and that's, that's the thing about podcasting. Sometimes you cannot get the analytics you'd like from, say, a website or a social media page. Right. You can see who's listening to you and how many downloads and stuff. But to get specific analytics, there are things out there. Chartable's a good website where you can see where you are ranked in the UK okay. or abroad, which you could put maybe in the links for the listeners. Yes. And, yeah, there's stuff out there. But to get the exact analytics, you have to be a bit more proactive on asking your listeners to speak to you so either through a call to action like if you liked this podcast episode just put it hashtag podcast episode on twitter and then i know that you've listened to this podcast episode and you know i'll pull pull out somebody who's given me a review and give them some oh, yeah, value that's something done. like that yes give you know, somebody these call a to shout actions out. Yeah. yeah call to actions at the end yeah. of a podcast yeah 
to get the listener involved. And if, you know, if they would like some extra value from yourself, then I'm sure that they would gladly give you a review. Yeah. And uh, you can build on it from there. Yeah. And it's kind of good to get feedback as well from people because I'm certainly, I'm very open to feedback. And yeah. uh, if there's anything, any particular areas or topics or anything that people would like to talk about, then I can, I can look into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's the best and way. And then, then it's, it's obviously, this is quite a commitment. So I'm committing to doing this every week mm. now, which is quite, I think, quite good for me to have that structure in my, in my yeah, uh, yeah. Weekly, weekly life and r- routine. And I could obviously, I've been thinking about doing this podcast for months and months and months. And so I've been, I've been sort of drawing up a list of people I've thought would be quite good to talk to. But I mean, I know lots of people in the industry. So yeah. fortunately, I think I'm off to, off to a, a useful start there. I think and you're off to a brilliant start, John, from what yeah. I've edited so far. Well, thank you. I listened yeah. to your first four episodes. Cool. Well, the worst, thing, the worst thing I found is is my first solo one, actually sitting here talking to yourself. I'm much more comfortable <laughs> doing interviews. So I think there'll oh, be a lot more interviews yes. than solo episodes. <laughs> I think you're a very natural interviewer. I like the pace of them. Yeah. And somebody who isn't a diehard caravanner, I found the stories really entertaining and interesting. Excellent. I, I A lot of my podcasts tend to be marketing advice Yes. from coaches. That tends to be most, you know, marketing advice, social media advice. Doing your podcast was a, like a breath of fresh air because it was about something completely different. Yes. And I just found, yeah, laughing at some of the stories and... Actually, visualizing myself and the family going to these places in the caravan or a motorhome or, or something. Wow, that's so good. that I, I yeah, I, I really like them. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, so far the people I've approached are the people I've probably known known the longest in the industry because until you've actually launched a podcast, you haven't got anything to show anyone, have you? So true. Some, true. some of the other people I've got coming up will, will probably want to see that first of all. But I also want to want to sort of aim outside the UK. I'm quite fascinated Absolutely. by that. Yep. industry in America or, or even Australia, for instance. So there's some really interesting people over there, I think uh, would be good to sounds, talk to at some stage. Yeah, it sounds exciting, John. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and and it's quite... Well, I was a bit... It's putting yourself out there doing something like this, isn't it? It's it is. For, I mean, I come from a journalist background, so I'm mm. quite used to interviewing people mm. and normally stood in, in front of... or sat in front of them or over a phone obviously more recently on Zoom, etc. Yes, yeah. And the only difference with this, well, we we are recording this on Zoom, so the only difference I find about this is, A, seeing myself on, on, the, on the camera, on the screen, yeah. but also because you know, I can see who I'm talking to as well. So, but we're quite used to Zoom, Zoom chats now, so it's, it's, yeah, yes. it's making, making a lot of sense. So I yeah. can't remember where we've got to in my notes and the, the sort of questions, really. I've certainly found the whole process... Yeah, really exciting to do. I, mean, I like, mm. maybe it's because I'm, again, that journalist background and the creating yeah. stuff, the writing stuff is quite, is quite good. Yeah, um, writing's good. This is definitely easier than writing blogs because I am well, terrible at producing my own content. I do it for other people, <laughs> Yeah, but I am so behind on writing blogs for my own website, for instance, whereas sitting down and doing an interview seemed to be a much easier quicker way and i've lo- a long i've been on i've been on video training courses mm-hmm. i've got some kit but i have not got around to actually editing videos and setting up a youtube channel because right it just seems like well and from people i know that do do it it's like andrew ditton who we've spoken to before yes it's it's extremely time consuming to, to edit and, and that's that's why i have I have so much respect for people well like andrew who do really good videos and then i think wow yeah that's good I'll well, be starting um, from scratch. He has some brilliant videos. Yeah, absolutely. His quality is good. And uh, I've seen some of the cameras he uses. 
But what I'm trying to get people to use nowadays is some software called Descript, oh, which is... I've heard of that. Yes. Now, I use it in my workflow. Basically, it's an audio recording software that you can edit like a Word document. It's absolutely fantastic. And they've just come out now with a third generation, which will also help edit video. Oh, so wow. I, I do have a, a client which has a, a video podcast, so I pop it into Descript as well once I've done some okay. audio prep work in my other software. And uh, you can edit a podcast video in there, and it transcribes the whole podcast for you in front of your eyes like a Word document. Wow. So you can edit it by yeah. just highlighting the words, taking the words out, and then you can chop and change, you can copy and paste, and it moves the video for you as well at the same time. Really? Which is fantastic, yeah. Now, there is a free version, yeah. and I do recommend people to check it out. And basically, I think it's going to be the future for people, especially with this new version coming out now, which it, the, the video editing process for a lot of these larger video editors like Premiere Pro, DaVinci, I think it's called DaVinci, I'm not quite sure. And there's one called Filmora from Wondershare. They've all got the same similar format, but this new one allows you to edit like a Word document and, and it, it brings the learning curve down for a lot of people who are a bit afraid of tech. Okay. Yeah, well, I might look into that because I am hoping to do some video at some stage. I've got a couple mm. of ideas. Well, I might put this on onto YouTube at some stage, but also yeah. I've bought this vintage caravan to risk. You said yes. Rest, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And one of the, my excuses for not starting it yet, apart from time, is that I, I want to sort of video the process and actually be good. produce something from it. And that's, that requires, yeah, immediately needs a bit more planning and thought, yes. et cetera. So, but again, I've got my daughter at home over the holidays and she's really keen to help. So, and then having somebody holding a camera would make it the whole life a whole lot easier. So we'll see. Anyway, that's an aside. Yeah. Or propping up a cam, <laughs> attaching a camera somewhere that has the whole scene. Mm. That might be good. Maybe having okay. a couple of smaller cameras. I really love the idea of doing it, and I'm mm. sure I've, I feel that it's something I'm I'm going to get good at yes. uh, and could do because I can do, you know, I can design things in Canva quite well. I think and yes. stuff like that, yeah. and and, and yeah. just from that magazine background, I, the mm. format it's just it's a bit of a time commitment. It would be worth recording you doing your doing up your caravan, yeah, because I think yeah. would, uh, for yourself as well, it'd be you know memories that you can keep for you and uh, your family but yes. also being of interest to other people as well. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah that'll I'll be a good that. project to do. I think. Well, yeah. I've been meaning to do it all over the summer, but here we are. It's already halfway through July and I'm away for the next yeah. two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. August, hopefully. August. <laughs> so, let's just look back to basics again quickly. Um, you mentioned equipment. I've obviously... Oh, the most expensive thing I've bought is is a, mic a decent microphone. Yes. These headphones. Special. Yes. And they're not just any headphones. You recommended, was it closed... Closed back headphones. It's back headphones. Yes. You get two types of headphones. Those where they're closed, so the sound doesn't get out. And you've got those that are open, where the sound comes out and lets more air in. Those are usually for music producers. But for people like podcasters and voice actors, mm. it stops any other external audio getting out of the headphones into the microphone again. Uh, okay. And that's basically why that why they're closed. Right. So it's so that you don't get any, any interference or any extra noise coming out of the microphone, or coming out of the headphones and going yeah. back into the microphone again, causing yeah. an audio loop, which might give feedback or something like that. 
Okay. And if people wanted to edit them themselves, I mean, some people edit their own podcasts, don't they? Yeah, there's there's free software out there. Like I said, Descript would be a good place to start, especially oh, yeah. if you're only doing maybe four podcasts a month, because I think there's only the, you've got free for so many hours, and you can edit your podcast like a Word document. You can get other software out there called DAWs, Digital Audio Workstations. I use one called Reaper, which is a one-off purchase. Very reasonable but you get free upgrades all the time mm -hmm. and i use that to prep all my podcasts before then going into descript and then adding a final polish afterwards as well mixing and mastering so you can use adobe audition if you have the adobe suite of software that's sort of what they call the industry standard but there really isn't it, it's what you can afford so but i would i'd go for something that's quality not something too cheap Mm. Something that's there is a window audio software. I think it's audio, audio file or something like that. I've forgotten the name of it now, but I didn't like the look of it. It was free, but it kept crashing on my computer. So I thought I'm going to do this for a living. I need to invest in my software. So I got a reasonably good, robust piece of software. Yeah. And like I said, I keep plugging Descript, but it is fantastic. And they're getting a lot of industry backing as well and a lot of collaborations with other pieces of software. So, for example, if you wanted to record, you could use Descript. If you wanted to edit, you could use Descript. Then it has a button which can promote your podcast via Captivate, which I think you're with too, the platform which yes. distributes your podcast to all of the big players like Apple, Spotify, Google, yeah. Amazon and a, load, a plethora of others, and they're collaborating so that you can basically do it all in one place. So in the future, they're getting a lot of backing and a lot of money invested into this. So it's going to be an industry changer, I believe, right. allowing okay. normal people with no tech background to record their podcast and get it out into the world. And that's what okay. they're trying to do. They're trying to make it as easy as possible in the simplest way possible for the cheapest way possible. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. I, I've obviously got an account with Captivate, but there are. Yes. You recommended another one that you've. Yeah, yeah, there's many others. Um, yeah. A lot of my clients use Buzzsprout, which okay. is good. Yeah. And another one called Simplecast, which is also good. But mm -hmm. the, the top ones, I'd say, are Buzzsprout and Captivate. There's a free one, because obviously you have to pay for these platforms to distribute your podcast. So yes. there's a monthly fee. So obviously. Starting a podcast, you've got the initial setup of buying your equipment and then buying the the platform that you're going to distribute your podcast on. So you've yeah. got to think about that first. Yeah. You do have Anchor, which is a free one, which is actually made by Spotify. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen or haven't got any clients that use that at the moment, but for somebody bootstrapping, they could go on there and that distributes it to all of the other main platforms as well. So okay. you know if Spotify have built it, you know it's going to work especially for Spotify because I think uh, most of the listeners are going to be listening in on iTunes or Spotify yeah. with Google and Amazon coming in third and fourth and then the rest sort of arguing between themselves. Right. So those are the main four, but Apple and Spotify are the big ones you need to get your podcast on. Yeah. And Anchor can do that for you for free. But if you don't like it, you can swap to another one at any time. You're not actually, even the paid ones, if you don't think the paid one's looking any good for you or you can't get on with the console, you can just transfer it to another one and you can work there. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I'm still finding my way around uh, Captivate. It seems to do an awful lot. 
And I can't remember how much I pay, but I, I, I wasn't sort of scared by... I think you can either pay annually or monthly. Yes. Well, if you've got the cash, pay yeah. annually all the time because they usually right. give you massive discounts. Okay. I pay for all my software. If they give you a 20 30% discount yeah. on buying the yearly subscription, yeah. it makes sense if you have the money to buy it because that's yeah. a huge, huge I'm chunk of it. Yeah. But I would actually look into Captivate and watch as many videos as you can on YouTube about it. Yeah. I'm sure they have a lot themselves. And they've got to a know podcast it. as well. Well, there you go. But I, I'd, actually listen, I'd actually watch the videos. Okay. Because I think they'll actually show you around the interface and you'll be able to find it quicker. But they've got so many tools. They've got tools for links for your podcast. They can create widgets we're using, which is like little bits of code, which you can put in your website, which will show you a podcast player so people can listen to your podcast on your website. Cool. You can put the code in your email so people yeah. can click straight onto your player in your email or uh, a blog yeah. and, and then on lots of other places. You can even create external type websites as well. Yeah. So Captivate is, well, they're all very, very good tools to help you manage your podcast and to distribute it, not only on the platforms, but also on all the social media channels as well and all the places that you communicate with your audience. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited by this because it's suddenly given me a lot more content to, to put into my, my Great. communications plan. And mm. yeah, I think it's brilliant, brilliant for that. Mm. And then also you're tagging other people in, it's going to generate more interest. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah, a really good, really good format for that. Well, I was going to ask you another question then. Let's escape me now. Oh, I know. Can you record a podcast from anywhere? I know that you know, obviously it's preferable oh. for it to be as quiet as possible, but I'm hoping or as potentially at some stage could be at something like uh, an exhibition caravan show at the NEC. Okay. okay. How do I... How or on a campsite maybe or in a caravan obviously. Okay. How how do I get the best quality then? I would say if you're walking around, if you're thinking of walking around the NEC caravan show, you'll need yep. something like a handheld device oh, or, yes, or a recorder. Yeah. Now you can plug a microphone into your phone, but the quality just isn't there. Right. So something like the Zoom H1 or the Tascam DR40, these little handheld devices. Okay. You can have... I'll have to put a, a note to that in the show. Well, I'll send you some, I'll send you oh, some links to Thank these. You. Yeah. But basically, they're handheld devices which will fit in your pocket. You can have a lavalier mic coming up your shirt to fit into your shirt. Yeah. And you can just walk around. As long as you know you've pressed record yeah. and you've got a good <laughs> SD card in there with lots of space on it, you could probably record five, six hours worth of content and then you could cut it up into separate you know if you were interviewing different people at a show you could if you were say talking to them for like 10 15 minutes yeah. you could cut those into short podcast episodes nice i'm like and as long as yes yeah and because you've got a lavalier the microphone yeah. is the same distance from your mouth at all times so the quality should be pretty good even yeah. in a, a loud stadium sometimes you might need what's called a muff which is like a little bit of fluff which goes over the mic. You see those on TV, don't you? Yes, yeah. usually for wind. Yeah. And also it might cut out external frequencies as well, like okay. the high the high chatter of a... So an NEC at full capacity will have a high yeah. hum yes. in the background. Yes. That might cut some of that out. Now, if you're in a caravan yeah. and you're going around the country and you just want to record in your caravan, then all you need is probably a laptop to edit on, but still the same thing, a handheld recorder like the Zoom H1 
they, they do they do newer brands. That's like the the youngest one they came out with, but it's about seventy quid. I think you know, that. and you could probably get a lavalier mic for maybe twenty pounds if you wanted a, a, a road lavalier. It might be about fifty pound, but you know, you get what you paid for. Yeah, and uh, you could be in your caravan, and I'd say you've probably because caravans are quite well, they're quite small, aren't they? Yeah, compared to well, compared to an, a room, a house, or a room, a house. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and and the smaller your space the better recording it's not so much the microphone equipment that you have it's actually the space in which you record that gives you the best audio right so on a caravan i've had lots of voice actors who might be jumping onto a to do an audition and they'll do it in the car and they'll go they'll drive to a quiet place and because they're in the car they've got the rubber wheels off the floor so there's no vibrations coming through the car and it's and it's quite quite isolated, and the actual seats provide absorb a lot of the other noise, so it records quite well. And the same would be for say a caravan. So I yeah. think if you're in a well insulated caravan, yeah, and you've got lots of soft furnishings around, yeah, you could get quite a good yeah. sound. Oh, that's and interesting. Like, and like Andrew Ditton, like you're saying, uh, after editing his episode for you. I went to watch a lot of his videos, oh, right. and he's got really good sound. And his sound is always better when he's in his caravan. Uh-huh. It just cuts out a lot of the air that you get from being outside okay. and stuff like that. But he's, I think he's also got a, a clip on. I'm not quite sure. I yeah, I've seen him. I think so. But, yeah, getting something like that, and yeah. as long as you know you've pressed the record button, because I think that's one of the... Classic mistakes. Classic mistakes <laughs> is not pressing record. I can imagine. Yes, many times. Yeah, many times. But if it's if you're doing a solo one, it's fine. You can start again. But it's always the ones when you're interviewing somebody, isn't it? So yeah. What about on. hearing someone else's um, audio? Do they have to wear headphones as well? You wouldn't be wearing headphones if you're wandering around a show, would you? No, probably not. Because if you're in a show, you're in. I think the listeners will understand if you're at a show, they're gonna they're gonna hear a lot yeah. of external noise. Yeah. So I think you can either put you can get handheld mics, which you know you might be able to get a handheld one and attach it to your zoom in your back pocket mm-hmm. you can get wi-fi microphones now from Rode, which are quite reasonably priced but if you were doing a lot of this interviewing other people you could give them a lavalier themselves and it would pick it up on wi-fi there are so many ways to record audio it just depends on how and on what you want to achieve and where you're going to record well you, you have got some tips on some documents on your website haven't you oh if anybody goes to my instagram yeah. Then I've got tips there every week for recording. Tips on recording, tips on mindset, tips on what equipment to buy, tips on where to record, tips on how to promote your podcast. Anywhere. Yeah. That's at on Instagram at podcast underscore assist. If anybody wants to watch that. Yeah, I recommend that. And also well, I get your emails. There's always lots of useful tips. Yeah, yeah, I've got an yeah. email list as well, which yeah. if if you go to Instagram again and just click in the the link in the bio you'll be able to get on my email list there. And there's also a few freebies that you can download, like a podcast tracker, some other freebies, you know, how to start a podcast and stuff. But I'm, I'm going to be upgrading them a lot soon um, to get a bit more up-to-date information on them. But they'll, they'll start somebody off straight away if they wanted to just download it. I, th- I think you said you downloaded a few of the freebies. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And you yes. bought the microphone, I believe, as well. Yes. Because of that. So Yeah, Blue. Is that Blue? Is that the right brand? A Yeti, Blue Yeti. Yeti, yes, yes, that's yes, right. yes, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, quite heavy. It's not one I would want to take out and yeah. about. It's a USB microphone. There is there are loads of loads of different mics. It depends on what budget you have and yeah. if you want to record and how you want to record. So yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that was certainly the advice I was given: is get, get a decent, yes, a decent quality mic and makes yeah. all the difference. Make an investment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, apart from the podcast, it's quite good for doing Zoom calls now. As well, well, exactly. People yeah. use it nowadays for Zoom. Yeah, they might record their own videos. Yeah. So I think investing in some quality equipment that will last you a while is a good investment. And if you look after it and keep it from not getting, you know, cold or too hot and keep it in a nice balanced area, then it'll last you a lifetime. Okay. Yeah. I must say, well, I've had to shut all the windows today. It's getting very warm in this office yes. at the moment. So uh, we'll probably have to finish quite soon before I, I, I melt. No problem. <laughs> and I'm sorry we're not doing it in a caravan. I'll have to, I have to definitely, right. definitely plan that. That would uh, be good fun. Yeah. 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 Live, from, live from the caravan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am going away in a motorhome week after next. So yeah. I wasn't planning on uh, taking everything with me. It's more of a family holiday, really. Of course, yeah, yeah. I've got one in Wales. I'm going to Buscelli, my hometown. Uh-huh. My, my dad still lives there, and we go to South Beach. And hopefully this weather that we're having here, this heat wave, will last until the beginning of August, so that we'll have a nice week by the beach. Uh, it's so, always uh, good by the beach, whatever the weather, though, isn't yes, it? Yes, really? yeah, I'm whatever off, the weather. I'm off to yeah. Cornwall tomorrow, and apparently it's going to be something like 29 degrees on, on Sunday, which I mean, is a bit scary in my book. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That is, I think Monday, Tuesday, they're saying it's going to be over 30. Wow. They're yes. just not used to that. No, no, <laughs> no. But be prepared for the thunderstorms that will probably come afterwards, because I think we always get one, don't we? When oh, yeah, that's got to, really... it's got to be building up to that. It has yes. been very, very humid. Yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Cool. Right, I think we're pretty much there now. Is there anything else yeah. you think you've, we, we should add? We've... No, I think you've covered everything, really. Yeah, I mean, it's been very technical, which is yeah, which is really yeah. Good. I didn't want to be too technical to let it go over people's heads, but I suppose no, just there's... to end, it's just a it's a simple process, and you just need some simple pieces of equipment, and you can actually create another revenue stream for your business. Or if it's just a hobby, you know, if you want to just dedicate a podcast to your hobby, you can do that too. You don't have to make money out of it. It's basically another another media channel for you to yes give value and entertain people and along the way have a bit of fun. Mm. Mm. I think it ties in well with lots of comms and, uh, comms and content that's out there already. Absolutely. I, think, uh, I look forward to seeing some more podcasts appearing in the caravan industry. And Yeah. If you're thinking of doing one or anyone out there is thinking of doing one, do let me know. I'll definitely be following you. And if you want any tips, speak to me. But better you much better off speaking to Phil. <laughs> and you've given us your contact details and you've given us your website. Well, my website is www.mypodcastassistant.com. Cool. Instagram is at podcast underscore assist. And um, if you want my email, I'll give it to you, John, and you can put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And people can email me directly if they want to have a conversation or just ask, pick, just want to pick my brain. Lovely. That's cool. All right, Phil, thank you very, very much. Thank you for being so patient with all my questions I've had for you over the last few weeks. Thank you, John. And obviously, thank you very much for turning out a decent-sounding podcast. I'm very, very grateful for having me on, and I wish you all the best with your podcast. And I think, yeah, I think it's it sounds great, and it's going to be a lot of value to a lot of people. That's so the, well that's done for getting good. it out there. Lovely. Thank Thanks, you very John. much indeed. Cheers, Phil. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It'd be a great help. 
If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview, or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.